Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, that is Matt. We talk about movies on this show. And this is actually a bit of an impromptu one, because, uh, well, so here, here's the backstory for this, okay? Bear with me. So, for a long time, we'd heard about God Particle. God Particle, mm-hmm. of course, was the rumoured next film in the Cloverfield franchise, which at this point basically means anthology with loose connections, because 10 Cloverfield mm-hmm. Lane had little to do with the first one except a few things, uh, which we'll get into a bit more yeah. when we get to spoilers for this one, and we'll, we'll get to connections and all sorts. So, Netflix, a couple, about a month ago, for, in, for the international audience, bought uh, Annihilation, which is Alex Garland's new film. He did Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And this was not domestically, but for everywhere else, pretty much except, I think, the US, China, and I want to say, like, one other place. But they got the rights for it everywhere else. So Netflix are putting that film out everywhere else soon after it comes out in the US, right? That's what's mm-hmm. happening with Annihilation. Yeah. Like, a week and a half ago, murmurs came out oh, they might be buying God Particle for everywhere. They might be, you know, the new Cloverfield movie, they might be doing that. And then, just this past week's movie news, me and Connor, uh, just before the weekend, mm-hmm. there was scuttlebutt that the rumours were that they've not actually announced that they've bought it yet, but they might reveal that they've bought it with a Super Bowl spot. That was the that was the rumour going in. So See, I, had, I had zero idea that was going to happen. Like, so, not an inkling. Well, we were expecting, okay, so because of that news, we were expecting uh, a trailer during the Super Bowl from mm-hmm. Netflix and then, like, a release date. Like, oh, it's coming and, like, you know... Because this was originally scheduled to go to theatres on April something or other, sometime in April. But, yeah. But the rumours were that Netflix were going to put it out before that date. None of them said that night. <laughs> so, naturally, yep. we get that Super Bowl spot and it ends with, on Netflix, tonight, and it's oh shit, we're shadow dropping it. Yeah. Uh, that, that, this is bold. I like I liked that for a couple of reasons. I liked it because it's very Cloverfield. If you remember, 10 Cloverfield mm-hmm. Lane only got announced about two months before it came out, which is for a movie is really short. That is like... Yeah, and it was also a Super Bowl spot, if I remember right. Like, oh, all was of a sudden it? this trailer oh. dropped on us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is coming out sooner than we thought. Like, we knew next to nothing outside of Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, John Goodman, I think, and it was the next Cloverfield uh, installment. I don't, I don't even think we knew it was the next Cloverfield at the time. I don't remember. I remember there being Inklings. Maybe I'm just conflating that it was a bad robot. I know it was a yeah. bad robot production. If, if, so. At least if we did, it was like we didn't know the title. Yeah. So it was maybe it was rumored, but I, I definitely I remember the trailer dropping for Ten Cloverfield Lane and being like, "Holy shit, there's a Cloverfield sequel and it's out in like a month!" Like, yeah. what's happening? Uh, out of nowhere, especially at the time because that had been eight years since the first one, so it felt yeah. super. And you remember the first movie, of course, had all the viral market and it had all that mm-hmm. weird, like ambiguous, what's going on? Yeah, kind of I remember the first trailer. It was a wait, what, what is this? Because it didn't open with the you know the typical. This has been approved. It just started, like it was so. Yeah, in fact, there was a time when we thought the the, the title of the first movie was going to be the date. Remember, there was a, there was the yeah. release date was like whatever, it was like yeah. something February '08. Like we thought that was going to be the thing, and my cat mm-hmm. just threw the door open, like a <laughs> annoying little shit that he is. That's great. So 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 it's very Cloverfield to, to come out and say, "Hey, that's mm-hmm. coming tonight." That is a very Cloverfield thing to do. It reminds me a lot of video games because video games like to do this thing at E3 where they'll not maybe release a full game, but they'll they'll like drop a demo. They'll say, "Oh, you can go home and play the demo tonight." That'll be a big thing, and then the crowd will cheer, and that's 
that's a big thing they do. So it's exciting. This was a big thing. It was like games have done this before. Movies have not. This is a this is a first time thing for a movie. It's not. I mean, it's not super unlike Netflix because I feel like Netflix movies they basically announced their movie with a trailer about three weeks before the movie comes out. Like every time there's mm-hmm. a trailer for a Netflix movie, it's like oh, it's here in like two three weeks. That's very normal for them. Uh, yeah. this was big they went big for the Super Bowl they announced it said hey it's tonight and you know that caused a lot of buzz there was a lot of excitement on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh, and you know I, I went away and watched it a few hours later you watched it the next day and here yep. we are today to, to talk about uh, the Cloverfield Paradox which much like 10 Cloverfield Lane we did not know the title until the trailer and it revealed the title at the end yeah although I feel like the God Particle gave us more of the story than the Cloverfield Paradox would have so had they went with that title originally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, would have kept us guessing a little bit more. That said, there's, you know, uh, the title has with the plot. Either either way, the title doesn't give away the plot. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I, I think the the whole point is they wanted to fit the word Cloverfield in there somewhere mm-hmm. to let everyone know that it's part of the the series. Uh, I think the other rumored title for a while was uh, Cloverfield Station, which also makes sense because it's, clo- it's, yeah. sp- it's a space station called Cloverfield. So. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, so anyway, as always, we'll start spoiler-free. We'll give you warnings somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. Uh, I feel like the spoiler-free section will be short, and then there'll be a lot of spoilers, because I feel like there's a yeah, lot, yeah, of, yeah. lot of debating to go on here. Um, so, where, where to, to begin? Okay, so first thing first, the, so basic premise and just sort of general impressions, and then we'll talk about uh, cast yeah. and so on. Uh, so, so the space station... Over Earth, there's a little bit of stuff on Earth, but the, the basic gist is is the Earth is going through an energy crisis. The energy's running out. There's blackouts happening all the time. Uh, certain countries are on the brink of war because of energy and energy depletion. So that's the thing that's happening down there. To combat this, uh, an international station called Cloverfield has a bunch of scientists on it that are trying to... Be, it's basically a, a particle accelerator, but it's like the biggest one ever built. Yeah, and they're, in they're, space, which, which makes sense. If you know how a... Uh, you know, super collider accelerator works. You oh, know, sure. just... oh, of course, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, well, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they take a particle and they super accelerate it in a circle and they crash them in, into each other. And uh, you put that in a space station, which is already moving in a circle, you know, because of orbit and whatnot. I thought that was super cool. Like, that felt real sci fi. Well, not sci fi. What is that? Sci fact? I guess you'd call it sci non fiction. I don't know what to call it. Right? Um,. I'd say the idea just feels, I guess, grounded. Right? Well, I wouldn't say yeah. fact so much, but it feels yeah, grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That, that's um, a better term for it. So right right then, uh, I'm going off of the title of the God Particle going, oh, okay, clearly something's going to happen with this accelerator. Well, yeah, it's the plot uh, of the movie, right? Something bad's right, going to happen. Exactly. And we'll, we'll see uh, what they deal with. And... Yeah, so obviously that's where the grounded elements kind of end because then it goes uh, off <laughs> the deep time. end uh, once once shit goes down. So you've got a big cast of characters. Uh, the, the, it's a very interesting cast, actually. There's a lot of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to butcher her name here, but the lead, uh, Hamilton, who's the, the British yeah. uh, member of the crew, and they've all got flags on their... Uh, all got patched yeah. flags on their shoulders, so this is how I identify them more than anything, is what, what country they're from. Uh, but she's played by uh, Guju Mabatha Raw, who I just saw in a trailer for our Netflix movie, but the main place that I feel like most people know her from right now is San Junipero, the episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, so she, she's in there. Uh, David Oyelowo, if I'm saying that again. Oyelowo. There you go. Yeah. Uh, he's in it you as well. You say it fast. He, he's, he's the American... Uh, yeah 
scientist or crew member. You know, if I didn't if I didn't know better, just from the movies I've seen him in, mm. I would never guess he was British because his American accent's like near perfect. Because hmm. he played Doctor King and Selma. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've seen him in. Uh, I think he was in uh, uh, what's the one with Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain, Most Violent Year. He was in that playing an American. Hmm. So when I do see it pop up with his natural accent, it's weird. Hmm. Uh, Daniel Brill is the the German crew member. Forrest uh, Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> like Chris O'Dowd, we've got an Irish crew member, and it's Chris yeah. O'Dowd who who I know purely for comedy, and he is a little funny in this, but obviously it's not a comedy <laughs> by at its nature. And then the, the Chinese uh, crew members, uh, Zi Zhang, who I like a lot. She she's in Hero and House of Flying Daggers. Um, and I'll give them credit. She never speaks in English in this. She's always speaking in Mandarin. So you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I assume it's, it could be Cantonese, but I am assuming it's Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. it's a Chinese dialect. Yeah. But, you know, and what I like too is we we get understanding of the crew because clearly the crew are multilingual. So uh, I, I like that we we get her stuff. Yeah, we have subtitles, but the crew is also there now. Yeah. To, um, yeah. So Elizabeth Debecky pops up as well. Uh, who, of course, has been in a bunch of things recently. Uh, Guardians 2, she was in that uh, spy thing with Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. Oh, that's where I know her from. I couldn't pin her right down. Uh, mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, now I see it. And she's popping up in more stuff soon. So um, so you got an interesting cast, uh, mm-hmm. to say the least. you got a sci-fi movie set in Space Station. Obviously, the God Particle, or the, the Accelerator, goes off. Something goes wrong. There is... Parallel universe shenanigans afoot, and mm. then it becomes about solving said shenanigans, and that's basically all I want to give away. I want to just leave it there, and we can talk about the rest and spoilers. But mm. I'll ask the, the the general question, Matt: Did you enjoy the Cloverfield paradox? I I don't know. <laughs> I've it. So let me let me get it straight. Your feelings yeah. on the movie itself is a paradox. That that yes exactly there you because go. clearly there was a budget. It looks great. You know, the cast is directed. Yeah, everyone's great. Uh, the camera moves. Everything, it, it, it's a co- what does it say? coherent movie. It, and then you get to the story, and I just don't know to what to make heads or tell of of it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've, I've obviously, when we get spoilers, I've got theories mm-hmm. about uh, things, but... As far did I enjoy the movie? I I, I mostly did. I, I think the, 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 the reaction to the movie has been very negative online. It's been a very not, not ill-received film. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I agree with a, a fair amount of the complaints. I, I, I do think the script is not that great. It, it, it has a lot of interesting ideas. It doesn't necessarily quite make them all fit together in a, in a cohesive yeah. way, unfortunately. But the cast are very good. I think mm-hmm. the ideas that it's playing with are interesting. And ha- makes for some for some cool moments. I think one of the biggest flaws, all in the fact that some of the ideas kind of clash, is um, it sometimes falls into the, the 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 regular sort of tropes of a space movie where the the station's yeah. falling apart and they have to do the same thing I've seen them do in every space station movie where they have to try and fix things and you know yeah. it, it falls into a couple of those trappings and it's you know, so for as much as it's doing some really crazy stuff, some of it feels really simple and normal and what I expect. Yeah, it, it almost feels like a space movie greatest hits at points. Mm. You know, like you, you get the can we trust this guy, or you know, yeah. oh, oh, what's going we, on on the outside? What was that sound? Yeah, we have to put a suit on and go outside and fix something. That's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. 
all those sort of beats, it plays a lot of those, and that's where it largely falls down a little bit because it's just, okay, so we're just doing the regular thing now. Um, that said, what I do like about this franchise, though, uh, three movies in. Now, and I will say, 10 Cloverfield Lane is definitely the best of the three. Like That, yeah. that, that was a great movie. Heads, heads above, like... I was, I was going to say something larger than, you know, head and shoulders above, because it's like up on a ladder compared to these other two, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I like that it is, I mean, it's obviously there's connections, there's a sort of mythology mm-hmm. that you can maybe connect to it, and again, we'll talk about that in spoilers, but it's basically an anthology of different, like, ideas that are just connected under this, like, banner of Cloverfield, because, you know, 10 Cloverfield Lane... I mean, sure, there was connections again, as we mentioned, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it is a it is a science fiction thriller set in a bunker about paranoia. This is a yeah. this is a space station movie with alternate reality things like messing things up. Like mm-hmm. they're they're both very different films, and obviously the first movie is a monster movie. So, yeah. I, I like that it's exploring different ideas. We know the fourth one's already been shot; it's already in the can, mm-hmm. uh, set in World War Two. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll I am so that, down for that one. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that that's get announced the night of. I saw a Twitter uh, a tweet joking that um, that the fourth one's already out. We just have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Dad Robot, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I know. You have to do one of their ARGs, <laughs> yeah. and then, which which is alternate reality game if if you're not initiated. But yeah, you just have to click on the links, go through, and and find it. But yeah, no, nah, so great. I I appreciate all these things. I, I and I, I like how it was announced. I I do think. The ex- it's kind of like the first movie in a lot of ways where the movie at the end is okay to, to decent and then mm-hmm. but all the buzz building up to it is and admittedly in this case it was a really short buzz because it was only you know it was announced then four hours later yeah. it was it was on Netflix yeah, well this but, is a rare one where everybody I know was talking about it like yeah. people that you you know you're not even sure liked the first two are just like oh I'm watching that just yeah. based off of it's coming out right now so I thought that was pretty smart on their part I think. Yeah, I think honestly it's the biggest thing they could have done to like make everyone mm-hmm. excited at the, at the time. I, and I would have been excited because it's a sci-fi movie and like I'm into this. Oh yeah. But I, I think that whole not only is it available tonight, not only is that a big deal in and of itself, the fact that no, this is a part of a franchise that have, that's had theater releases. People see this as a proper movie, and yeah. you know, and I don't want to say that people don't look at Bright or other Netflix movies is proper movies per se but I think there is like at least right now because we're not at quite in the full swing of things go straight yeah. to VOD yet there's still this kind of separation where the proper movies go to the theatre and then the smaller ones go to VOD straight yeah. away so having Cloverfield which has had two movies in the cinema and having said no that's coming tonight on Netflix you can go see that right now without paying for it like you, you've already got Netflix you just go see it yeah. um, that feels like a, a big deal uh and you know, obviously, I think we'll get more of this going forward. Not necessarily the, the, the same day announcements, but just the, the 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 big movies being bought by like Netflix or Amazon or. Whoever. Well, I mean, it already happened when you talked about it earlier with Annihilation. Like, you know, some people oh, yeah. have to go see that in the theater. You know, in two weeks when that comes out, but but again, other people are going to get it right away. But but again, that was like a month ago. So I'm I'm saying that we're just starting. Yeah. To, we're just starting that ball. It's just starting mm-hmm. to roll. Because uh, I think what people don't realize actually is that a lot of Netflix's original movies aren't actually produced by Netflix. They just like they'll buy them after they're made. Like you know, they'll go yeah, to like a festival. It's and, distribution. It's yeah. that's what Netflix has done. They they've taken a, a basically a movie rental company and turned it into a distribution. You know, so they'll buy up all of these like Beast of No Nation. 
you know, they, they produced that, but they also distributed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then they even try to make theatrical runs, uh, which I guess sometimes works out. I mean, given the opportunity, I probably would have went and saw this in the theater. It's cool that I just got to turn on Netflix when I got home from work yes- yesterday when I watched it. Man, it's been a long couple days. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is something that I would have normally seen in the theater. Yeah, no, uh, but it did feel like a big deal. So, and I think in that sense, it was a a success of an experiment, mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, I agree. Because everyone, you know, good or bad. I mean, sure, I've seen a lot of negative buzz about it. You know, mm-hmm. af- after people watched it, the, the opinions generally been negative, and I understand why. But they're all talking about it. <laughs> Like people, yeah. it's, it's trending on the Twitters and everything else. Like people are, yeah. uh, you know, talking. So uh, on that front, I, th- I think it's kind of a success. But um, but yeah. So so no. So what actually does work about the movie? I said the ideas were pretty good. I I mm-hmm. think it does have some pretty interesting little funny beats. It has some cool little, uh, you know, like just sci-fi, sci sci-fi, sci-fi <laughs> twisty moments uh, and stuff yeah, like that. Where the it, moments are there. It's it's. For me, what didn't work were the reasoning like behind those moments. I'm still, mm. but I'm still thinking about them. So that that's good. I mean, I don't believe that everything that happens needs a clear, concise. I just want to follow the reasoning story wise. Some of the stuff happens, uh, but I love the interactions that it gets out of the characters. Yeah, so, the, the characters are unfortunately a little bit thin. Like, they obviously, they try and give mm-hmm. uh, you know the. Mabatha Roar's character Hamilton, who's who's kind of the lead, even though it's an ensemble, yeah. she's kind of the lead. They get they try and give her like a, a sort of this dramatic past that kind of like speak to her motivations, and it, it's all fine. It just it feels very kind of surface level and typical. It's like, uh, you, this is exactly the sort of reason you expect someone to have when they're on a space station in a movie like this. Uh, so it it has that kind of like working against it. Where again, like for every good idea, there's like a sort of trope that it's sort of yeah. like clashing with and it, it kind of does that throughout the entire film uh, I think the ultimate result is that it's a fairly it's a competently made movie that has some nice moments some nice ideas I, I think it was an easy enough watch but I think when you actually start to yeah. look back at it and nitpick at it and you know it's, it's not as it's not a knockout the park the like Ten Cloverfield Lane was Ten Cloverfield Lane was like oh shit that was great like, that was and I think that's just part and parcel of having like an anthology style series where you know, you, you had different directors. It was Trachtenberg last time, I think, whereas this yeah. time, who did we have? We had Julius, Julius Ona. Ona, yeah, who I'm not familiar with uh, off the top of my head. No, because the, the reason I was able to pull that up so quick is because I just clicked on him online mm. uh, to find out what else he's done, and it, it's really shorts. not a lot. Yeah, yeah it's shorts and, and music videos, really. So, And I got to say, for just being shorts and music videos, it's a pretty competently made movie. I didn't feel... Like it was missing anything. Uh, yeah, honestly, filmmaking wise, I, I think the script is honestly the yeah. the main problem uh, with, with the yeah. film. I, I think that's what lets it down. I I think because it's poking at all these really big, 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 like huge ideas of multiverses and meaning of things and all this stuff, and then the the actual story plays out more like a typical space stations in trouble. We have to fix it movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think because of that, it, it ends up feeling a bit more surface level than it should. Whereas, whereas you'd want it to yeah. feel like, no, no, we're going on a main bendy fringe science experiment where, you know, er- everything is not quite as it seems. But um, you, you just nailed it with fringe. I think I, I got to go back. I only saw the first season. Oh God, you have to go back and watch fringe. Yeah, <laughs> I need to go back and watch that. But you just I think you just nailed it that you you can do it, but you have to set it up properly. And I don't feel like it's set up properly here. 
Yeah, it, it definitely rushes into its plot. Like, there's not a whole mm-hmm. lot before things go wrong and stuff starts happening. Yeah. Uh, with that said, though, I think we'll go into spoilers. We'll give yep. it a spoiler warning so we can start talking about all the juicy stuff. Um, so, once they fire the thing, and it, they actually have like a montage early on showing that time's passed because they've been up yeah. there for about two years and they're at the point now where they only have enough energy left to fire the the the, the accelerator three more times. They can only do it three more times. So the third last time, they're ready to go, and they're all getting frustrated with each other. You can see there's like fights breaking out. The Russian dude is kind of like getting angry at Daniel Bruhl's character, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. this is your fault because you're the one who like build runs the thing." Yeah. So uh, my wife's watching this with me, and she only really recognizes Daniel Bruhl from Civil War, mm. uh, and she goes, "Oh, you can't trust him. That's Baron Zemo," and I died laughing. Uh, and then there's a plot thread later where you can't trust him because he's the German. And, oh, man, so perfect. Yes, and so so the thing gets fired, and their station obviously has a bit of trouble, and then they realise, wait a minute, we're not where we were. Where the hell's the Earth? Because you know, they're, they're orbiting yeah. the Earth. They're right above the Earth the whole time. Yeah. And then they look out, and there's no Earth. And they actually run around the station looking out the various windows to see yeah. if they can see the Earth. And yeah. they, they, they can't. And then the real weird thing is, is that there's a person who appears. Elizabeth DeBecky's character is not one of their crew, but she appears inside a wall. They hear like screams and moans coming from and inside. It's, a... It is very unsettling because you hear a thunk in the wall, <clears throat> right? And then when they find her, she's trapped in all the wiring, and it's like it's so creepy as they're pulling her out and she's screaming because she's clearly freaked out. Like mm. she doesn't know how she got there, and she yeah. knows. Uh, Hamilton's character's name, uh, that, yep. you know, Ava. That's the first name. She's like Ava, yep. and I'm like, and it was kind of that point where I kind of got what was happening, like just yeah. just in terms of like what had just happened. Uh, so basically, in the movie, when they fired the the accelerator, they jumped into a different universe, and mm. they basically took over the space where the other station was. And this one crew member, Debecky's character, basically yep. was standing where this wall was, but the rest of the station as we find out later, went plummeting down to Earth and crashed and failed. Yeah. And so we're on another Earth and a lot of weird shit starts to happen. Almost, because I think they, they phrase it like, oh, the universe is trying to like re, you know rewrite the wrongs and put things mm-hmm. back together. So lots of weird, crazy stuff starts happening around the ship. Like, of course, Chris O'Dowd's got his arm, gets sucked into the wall, and then his arm gets cut off, and then his arm shows up later on its own, moving around and writing clues and Things. Yeah, that, that's the one I was like, what the hell was that about? And we we never quite get an answer, so was that... I kind of took that, that was maybe his character of the opposite world's arm, maybe, and like, that got shifted because it starts giving them hints about what's going on. I actually, that's not how I took it, I took because obviously the arm goes into the wall, we don't see it, and then it shows up later, yeah. and then it start, they have to like put it in the cage, and it's just trying to mm-hmm. write, and it gives them, you know, cut, cut into the Russian guy, he's got something inside him, because they yeah. can't find the, yeah, the gyrosphere, which is they need to, right. you know, which find Which is the way. navigational tool, yeah. yeah. And what, what I took this as, is that this is his arm, it's his arm, but it's mm-hmm. his arm from the future. Jesus. So, so it knows these things because uh, it's from the future. Don't ask me why how that works. I don't have an explanation yeah. for you. But and, and this this is where the movie where I get caught up on this stuff and it made me not to start. I'm like, okay, but because because I'm well versed in alternate realities, I read comics. Like this is <laughs> fine. And I I I 
when I heard about the the title, the Cloverfield Paradox, I kind of felt that's the direction it was going. Hmm. Uh, and and so I was like, okay, well, are they going to meet parallel versions of themselves? Is that what this is? Because I remember this was the shot I remember most from the trailer was his arm crawling by itself, you know, towards almost like it was an android arm or something. Uh, something, you know, trying to piece it all together. And then you have the the Russian guy who he starts like feeling that stuff's crawling inside him. And then he ends up exploding in the worms that were like they were experimenting on up in space had gotten put into his body. I don't think it was, exper- it was, I think it was experimentation. I think they used them for the, uh, the ecosystem up there. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, uh, these worms are up there and I was just like, okay, well, where, where's that at? Like, you know, so all this weird stuff just starts happening and it's unsettling and it got some, you know, I don't want to say scares out of me, but I did yell, what the hell? The arm stuff was times. great. In fact, it led to my favourite line of the entire film. Yeah. Uh, after it writes down... Yeah. Uh, is it after it writes down? I can't remember if it's after it writes down or if it's... I think it is after it actually writes it down, but it may be before when it's just sort of trying to write. Uh, but they, they read, like, you know, cut into whatever, and Chris O'Dowd just yells out, What are you saying, arm? Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah. that broke me. That cracked me up something awful. Yeah, he's, that, that he's so good at comedy. Uh, like, because he also has a line later where he says he'll lend his stump. He goes, I'll lend a hand. I mean, stump. Mm. You know, because uh, he's missing. Yeah. Just, just him yelling, what are you saying, arm, is just, uh, <laughs> just a great line. But, so, so I love the arm stuff. That was, because it was so mm-hmm. weird and bizarre. And it felt like, okay, we're going to start playing with all these weird, like, ideas because of what they've done. Um, and, then Debecky starts like sort of because I kind of liked her turn against the crew because it made sense to an extent because she cared about her world and she realised that if they go back like her world has no chance because we find out that her world's in a different place because her world has the same energy crisis but the ground are already at war the earth is already like fighting yeah. over this so, so you find that out that uh, that's why Germany and and uh, Russia there there's like a world war going on in Europe yeah, and because she makes a mention about Schmidt being a spy, uh, because Germany and Russia don't don't trust each other, and you're like, whoa, wait, when did that happen? And then you come to find out, you hear like a a transmission the, later. Actually, the funny thing is, later. is technically they're not on their own ship; they're on the other cruise ship. Because when they look into yeah. the data, they actually find like the That's the right. evidence that says that says that uh, yeah. Brill's been, you know, you know. Get, getting messages saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, sabotage this and sabotage that." Yeah. And I mean, it, that's the thing. As soon as the captain goes to him and like you know punches him and stuff, I'm like, "Oh, he's innocent." Mm-hmm. This, this is just because they're they're getting yeah. stuff from the other earth. That, that's why. That's why he's, he's you know he's he's being suspected here. And yeah. uh, so that, that, that was cool ideas. I liked that, and I liked that obviously uh, Mabatha's character, like her kids were dead on on the main earth. Now on yeah. this earth, they're still alive, and that's why she's not actually on the mission. That's why the Becky's yeah. here instead, is because she stayed with her family. Uh, right. So, you know, I, she, I, she still worked on the project, but as a civilian, yeah, not as as part of this mission. So, uh, and then it also adds to her her struggle that now, like, well, no, I want to stay here. Like, mm. yeah, we can get you guys back, but I want to go be with my kids, which also adds to the problem. Well, now there's going to be two of you. Like, how are you going to solve that one? Well, yeah, because well, she doesn't think about that. It's actually the captain no. or whoever who brings that up and says, yeah. "Hey, 
I, I think it's maybe Brule. Uh, it was like, but yeah, if you go down there, there's going to be two of you. So think about it. It's not that doesn't work. Like this does not happen. Uh, like how, how are you going to explain that to her? Like this this can't be a thing. So a big part of her character is like making the choice to know she has to like stay and like deal with her her own life and her own world and because uh, she also kind of shrugs off her husband because he's like yeah but what about Michael your husband like you, you leave yeah. him alone it's like ah he would do he'd understand it's like he'll never know he won't understand <laughs> yeah you just never came back from space lady uh, and then so that, speaking of him he's my other big problem with the movie is mm-hmm. as much as I enjoyed what had happened with him I felt like they were trying way too hard to tie it into the original movie which I feel like Cloverfield Lane, it did so well at kind of keeping the first movie at arm's length. So, do do you think then the final scene, which we'll get to in a bit, do yeah. you think that plays better if we didn't have his subplot throughout the the movie? I don't I don't know because it hints at the creature. I just you know so I got really into the Cloverfield stuff once I had seen it and all the background and where it might have come from. And then, so now there's some inconsistencies. So I feel like this is, you know, comic readership. Where I'm Wait, going, oh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, doesn't hold, on. hold on a second. Is it inconsistencies okay. with the other movies, or is it inconsistencies no. with stuff you just heard in passing outside of the movies? Because that that's no, not really inconsistent. It, it, that's just it's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so in the first Cloverfield, there's no mention of a of a energy crisis. Oh you no, know, it I, feels I've, very much. I've got a solution for this, Matt. It's easy. Okay. It's easy. What? Right, so in this movie, you have, you have Donald Logue's got a cameo. He's he's on TV at one point yeah. early on. And he's like, oh, this Cloverfield thing's dangerous. Like, if they turn this thing on and, and it works, like, yeah. they could be letting all sorts of creatures and demons coming in yeah. from another dimension, right? It's like, okay, all right, so this is how it's maybe going to tie into the other movies. And like you, I was thinking, but wait a minute, like, we didn't have this energy crisis. And, to, and the first movie was set in 2008, and I think this is not set yeah. back then. This is set yeah. now, uh, give yeah. or take. And I'm like, okay, so that doesn't quite line up. Here's the thing, though, right? I, I remember, J.J. Abrams, I remember after the first movie came out, he did an interview where he said that the creature in that first movie was an infant looking for its mother. I don't know if you recall that oh. that, that message, that, that interview, or whatever. Oh, see, I forgot about that. Right? Okay. And when we, and when we see the, the size of the creature at the end... <laughs> yeah, one. it doesn't gel, right? Like, you're like, okay... But, uh, here, but here's the thing. Here's, here's what I think's happened. Yeah. When they turn this 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 accelerator on and it works and overloads mm-hmm. and it sends them onto the other dimension, right? It didn't just do that; it completely broke the multiverse. Yeah, so it, it created it, a tear in the space time continuum. Every Cloverfield movie we have seen, Matt, has been a different uh-huh. Earth. Right, right. So that that's what I'm thinking. So you think this is the inciting incident? Yeah, I, I, I think this movie is the cause for why the first movie happens, why the second movie happens, but they're all yeah. on different Earths or whatever. Okay, so that that makes a little bit more sense now. I didn't I didn't take that in because everything that that I had you know, the research into the original Cloverfield uh, alternate reality hmm. stuff where you did some digging through the internet and found all these links and it basically suggested that the original Cloverfield monster came from from the deep of the ocean uh, because that that company we keep seeing it pop up Slusho, right? They're yeah. a Japanese company. But they also were, you know, invested in like deep sea drilling, and to, to get the special ingredient in the slusho or whatever, and that's what woke up the monster. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, we see it, 
it's something falling to earth, right? Like mm. you go back and watch it, uh, the scene on the Ferris wheel, uh, you know, so I could start connecting the dots, but now that it's, you know, you bring up JJ saying it was a, a, a baby looking for its mom. And if we make these, you know, interdimensional creatures, then yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. It just means that it, you know, it came to earth in the first movie, yeah. uh, landed in the water, yeah. got up, <laughs> yeah. uh, done its thing throughout the movie. Yeah. Or I mean, with, with the way that, that time works and, and whatnot, as we've yeah. seen in like other sci-fi movies like Interstellar, gravity affects time, you know, the baby Cloverfield monster could have fallen decades ago and it went into a state of slumber. They woke it up. Well, so, well, what, now, what was falling at know, the end of the first movie then and the, and the tape? Because that was just like that's, the, the previous yeah. day or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. So the theory on that one at the time was it was a, it was a, a, a piece of space junk and that's what actually woke it up when it landed or whatever. Like, I feel like they were just throwing stuff at a wall. They just yeah. wanted to make a cool movie, and they added all this fun stuff. Because even then, the the designate that they said when they found these tapes, it was from the Cloverfield incident, and that, and that was it. So they want to circle back around and call when when this landed, you know, when this pod or or the entire uh, space station was a Cloverfield incident. I don't know. But now that made me – not that it makes me like it any more than I already did. I like the answer more than mm. – I don't know. It's kind of inconsistent. What, what if – right, we, we've dealt with two space stations here and two mm-hmm. Earths. You know, the yeah. main one we're following and then the one that got destroyed yeah. because it traveled to – what if there's, like, stations on, like, you know, dozens and dozens of Earths, right? Yeah. Right? And what if the thing falling in space was actually the, the, the pod, the escape pod, actually yeah. landing in the water from one of the... Yeah. Like, it didn't come from the Earth of the first movie, but because no. of the because of the, 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 the multiverse... Space. Yeah. yeah. It, it came from another Earth, but it had a space station for the energy crisis, yeah. and it landed on Earth into the water at the end of the yeah. first movie. <laughs> this is getting convoluted yeah. and weird. Well, no, but, but, but again, this is why I like this anthology style, because now... Because I have a lot of friends that think, like, oh, no, this is the direct, like sequel to cloverfield and i disagree with them i don't think it is it's oh it's not it's an anthology but it's a little bit closer tied to the first than lane was yeah well no because i i mean it's it's closer tied than it's the inciting incident but they they both essentially have the same thing where but that when we get to the end of the movie we realize oh wait the aliens or whatever they are are on earth like the monsters are here yeah that yeah that's true because um at that moment in, in lane yeah, oh, so fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Lane, Lane, Lane plays it for longer because we get like an extended, like fifteen minute, like chase of yeah. like, hiding and stuff. And whereas this, mm-hmm. it's just like, holy shit! Look at the size of it as as she gets back to Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's 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 really it's a big thing. Uh, so no, and there's more than one here as well because he the, the in the phone call, uh, Michael says, yeah. "Hey, you know, no, don't let her come down here with these things. Like, there's things all yeah. over the place." Which again, the fact that he's in a bunker as well, I feel like just thematically it was tying it to both the yeah. first and the second movies because you know it's yeah. a bunker, there's multiples, uh, but of course the fact that it's a giant one uh, and all that. And when he sees the first monster or the hints of the first monster through the smoke, yeah. and you don't really see it, but you hear it, you get, you get a glimpse yeah. of the shape. He's he's not reacting that as if he knows what that is. This is not a world that's had these monsters before. He's like, no. what the hell? What is happening? What are yeah, these so things? Yeah, that's why I thought they were retro. You know, they were retconning the first movie, right? Yeah. And that's where my problems were, were coming to start from. But then again, like you suggested, if it's a different Earth and this is this Earth's interaction with the monsters, you know, and then yeah, it, it's fine. 
but yeah, I thought so. Now that storyline actually like a little bit more than than I did previously. Yeah, I, it's um, it's very like in the one hand, it's very just convoluted sci-fi nonsense just mm-hmm. to kind of tie everything together. In a world that doesn't have to be tied in together, you could just make an anthology yeah. series. Uh, I kind of like the the weird because I feel like it's it's not in injecting too much of the movie with it that I actually kind of like that they take a little bit of time in each one just to in a really convoluted way explain how these are all kind of connected in a really yeah. and they're going with the whole multiple eras, multiple universes all this is yeah. all happening uh, but I do like the idea that this this thing that happened this this station like firing its yeah. beam was like it, it just it didn't just ruin this earth or didn't just ruin their planet right. it ruined every earth on there's, every there's universe. a ripple effect yeah uh, so uh, now, I, I don't it, know Go ahead. I was just gonna say that every earth is dealing with these monsters because this is just, and the idea that time doesn't match on each earth, so that's why in the fourth yeah. movie potentially we're going to have World War Two, and then by the end of it, there's going to be monsters. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you remember, like when the CERN in Switzerland, uh, when they fired that up for the first time. I remember and the, the people were freaking out. I remember the build up to it and people being worried about it, but I mean I don't remember. Yeah. So so that's when when I heard that it was called the God Particle. That's why I was like, oh okay. This has to do with multiverses because mm. that was one of the things saying like, oh, you might accidentally create a black hole and we don't know what's on the other side of that. It could be a parallel universe. It could be this. It could be that. And of course, nothing. I mean, not that we know has happened. Oh, it's uh, all top secret. They're keeping that hush hush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I like the idea that they're playing with that again. You know, I, I said that at the top uh, with expectations of super colliders and whatnot. But, but yeah, I, I like that ripple effect across. It was from this one incident. And, you know, you go back and you can think this is why the aliens are invading at the end of, of Lane is because it affected, you know, whatever or, this was. Affected more more precisely, they've already invaded because she was knocked out for X time right. and they're all kind of bunkered yeah. down. Uh, and I think it says something that, you know, we, for the majority of this review so far, we have been talking about the mythology and not so much about yeah. the plot of the movie itself because yeah. that's the interesting part of the movie. The the actual <laughs> characters going through the motions of oh we need to try and like you know, close this vent and like rewire these things and oh yeah, and it, you know captain captain has to sacrifice himself to like you know take away that part of the ship otherwise the whole the whole station will go down yeah. or you know break apart or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, we've we've seen it done in better ways like in Gravity. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely, this- yeah. A lot of this reminded me of Gravity without the tension, you know. Yeah, because uh, yeah, there's those elements of Gravity. There's you know, it's running around the sh- the ships, kind of like Alien a little bit in, in yeah. places. Uh, and the distrust. I was getting vibes of the thing, you know, yeah, they know what was going yeah. on with her. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel like the, the the actual sort of what the characters are doing for ninety percent of the movie is very much just a hodgepodge of all these different sci-fi movies we've already yeah. seen do do these things yeah. better. Uh, like, like it's at a greatest hits. Yeah, it, it just happens to be connected to this really fun, like core thing that ripples out the mythology of the whole Cloverfield mm-hmm. universe, and you know yeah. now we are talking about all this stuff. So I think, like, if this was a let's say it's a TV show, let's analyze it. As, mm-hmm. Or not analyze it, but let's grade it as a TV show, right? In, in our yeah. heads, where I think it's not a great episode, but it feels important in the tapestry of the whole thing. Yeah, so it's basically one of those deep season lost episodes. You'd get to like episode eleven where stuff was getting all weird. You don't know why, but sooner or later you'll realize that is going to inform a story going into season four. You know. Mm. 
Yeah, I can kind of get what you mean there. And I think the upside of this being an anthology style as well is that you know number four is going to have a different director and different cast and, you know, uh, I think that's why the quality is so up and down is because it is completely different people making them every time. Uh, and I, and again, we really like Tinkle Cloverfield Lane. So there's nothing to say that even if you were disappointed with this one that you might not love four. Yeah. You might love four. Four might be great. Yeah, well, I'm... I'm down. I mean, I, I came out of this going like, oh, okay, that was the movie. I, that was my exact quote to my dad because he wanted to know how it was. I was like, well, it was a movie. Um, but that said, when you said that the other one's already done and, you know, it, it'll probably be released sooner rather than later, I'm excited. It, it, it could be before the end of the year, which is insane, given we just got this one Yeah. Now. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. Uh, I... Yeah, I think it's funny comparing it to the, obviously ten ten Cloverfield Lane's the best by far because it works Easy. on every every level. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you're comparing this to the first one, I think the first one's technically the better movie because it's it's the more tight movie in terms of uh, just the the, the 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 action, the adrenaline, the, the suspense, the, yeah. the the flow of yeah. events. Can you believe Matt Reeves directed that? I know, right? And, hey, it's can you so believe weird. it's ten years old? No, I don't, I don't want to believe it's 10 years old. In fact, in fact it's 10 uh, years old this month. It came out yeah. in February. Yeah, it's, exactly, it's pretty much exactly 10 years old. And then, but I think uh, Cloverfield Complex, it's not as good as a tight a movie. Uh, I like the cast, I, I like the look of the film, and I like the mythology. And I think that's where it gets an interesting comparison because I think from a mythology standpoint and like you know try to piece mm-hmm. everything together, this is actually the the best piece of the puzzle in that sense. But as a as a standalone movie that works with its characters and what it's doing, it's probably the weakest of the three. Yeah, if that I'll makes agree. sense. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just reading about the the fourth that's coming out because uh, I, I missed all of that mm-hmm. until you brought it up. Um, it, I didn't realize Wyatt Russell's in there. Uh, I'm excited about that. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think there's, just, a, there's, a, there's a few names I recognized. I think when I yeah. talked about it before, but but no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it's it's kind of a mess, but it's at least it's a fun mess. If you're gonna be a mess, at least make it fun. And I feel like it does do that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not a hard watch. I feel like even though like I got a bit uh, halfway through, and I, was, I realized that okay, this is not as good as Tinkerville Lane. It's a bit more yeah. haphazard. It's not. It's a bit more surface level. I wasn't hating it though. It was kind of. It wasn't as bad because this has the advantage almost. I watched a, a a spaceship movie last month called Supernova from two thousand with James Spader in it, <laughs> and it was absolute garbage. And it has yeah. this almost has the benefit of me kind of being able to compare it to both ends of the spectrum. Where I've seen the complete yeah. trash, I've seen the really good stuff, and then this is just kind of like it's kind of as a movie, it's okay. As a piece of the mythology puzzle, is very interesting it's, and exciting to talk about. Yeah, it, it's basically what Bad Robot does best. It's it's a puzzle box. Yeah, yeah, it's a puzzle box. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, that said, did you see Life? Was that from last year? I did see Life last year. Yeah. So, yeah. So I kept getting those two confused because I just know they were on a spaceship. Uh, how, where does that compare with this one? I, like this. I know you weren't a big fan of that one. No, I wasn't. I like this more because it had the mythology stuff and it had some fun mm-hmm. elements, whereas life to me felt like it was it was taking itself really seriously and it was mostly just like an alien meets uh, a virus gotcha. movie knockoff. It was, it was it, that, that felt like it was very tropey. This is fairly tropey in places, but it's got a lot of other things attached onto it, which admittedly does add to the kind of messy quality of it. But Yeah. Uh, uh, it was it was a mess that I kind of still enjoyed watching, so 
I'm I'm not too down on it, even though I will yeah. agree with the majority of the criticisms because I think they're yeah. fair. Well, it's not perfect, but it's a fun watch. I, I you know, to, to my friends that hadn't seen it, I did like, well, if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Like, there's nothing yeah. holding you back. So if you have an hour and a half, and that, that's the other thing too, that it's it's a nice. I don't want to say it's tight because it's kind of messy, but you know, you're it's a hundred minutes, give or take. So you're in and out of there before. You know, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. What I will say though, actually, is um, <laughs> when it started, and I was like, I was, I was like, oh, I kind of like some of the crew members. I was like, no, don't get attached because Cloverfield me- movies do not end with happy endings; they end with really bleak endings. Now, admittedly, yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane wasn't that bleak in the sense that she was still alive and she drove off into the night, and we don't really see what happens to her. That's the happiest no. we've had. Whereas this yeah. is them landing on Earth with this huge gargantuan yeah. like. 800 foot monster like coming up above yeah. the clouds and like roaring uh, the first movie like the characters just all die at the end we, we just have yeah. them die um, so don't get attached to characters in Cloverfield movies because you will not be well, happy at the end that's all and, and maybe that's part of the intention of making them kind of by the book where it's kind of like well they're here just to take up you know plot space so I don't know that's a bad script if, if, if that's the excuse then that writer's yeah, an idiot well, yeah I'm not, I'm not saying this was a great script yeah, I don't know. I'm just like yeah. you never make the choice to have your characters be, you know, kind of bland. Yeah. And and I don't think yeah. I, honestly, the, the the characters are bland. They're elevated by the fact that they've got a really good cast uh, yeah. doing them, but they're, they're still kind of just typical characters. They're not really much to them. Uh, so, I guess I guess we're getting kind of to ratings. Uh, yeah. Unless there's any other moments you wanted to, to mention uh, in terms of. No, yeah, uh, pretty good. We, we talked about the worms. We talked about the arm. Her stuck in the wall. Uh, yeah. that's, that's about it. Yeah, because then it's the stuff where... I, I did like how they've got a 3D printer, so they're, they're constantly printing little tools and stuff, yeah. and then, of course, the one of them prints a gun eventually. Of course. Uh, and, so. of course, it's the Russian. Because, like, if our, if J.J. Abrams has taught me anything, is that there's going to be one crazy Russian on a space station, like in Armageddon, uh, which he wrote. A lot of people forget that. Abrams wrote Armageddon. So, well, why not keep it going? Yeah. Uh, cool. So if I'm if I'm so for rating it, Matt, what 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 are you rating it out of ten? Uh, it's about a six point five for me. Huh? That's exactly the number I was going to give it. Oh my god, this can't be happening. We're we're having concurrent ratings. I know. Um, ba- basically, my justification is seven is good, and I don't want to outright call it good because it is a bit too messy yeah. for that. But. Yeah. I still kind of had fun watching it, despite its messy qualities, mm-hmm. because I did like the mythology stuff, and it, I liked the cast, and it, it looked mm-hmm. pretty good, typically. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing, of course, because it's not the outright, oh, this is great, like Ten Cloverfield Lane was, because that was just a great thriller. Oh, yeah, that, that made my top ten that year. Hmm. Was it number you know? ten? Because that would be fitting, because it's called Ten Cloverfield Lane. No, it wasn't. I, I believe it was four... Oh, that was, that was high. Jeez. Yeah, I, I liked it a high. lot. It, it, didn't, it didn't quite get that high for me, but I did like it a lot. Uh, but hey, so that is um, that's Cloverfield Paradox. Um, yeah. It's actually kind of a paradox that we ended up on the same score. I, I felt dirty. <laughs> hey, what, what, what can I say, man? What can I say? Uh, but that that is uh, that is colorful paradox. So, let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitter's at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. 
if you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Of course, part of the uh, the Patreon perks, there's a link to it in the description as well, by the way, uh, but part of the perks of the Patreon is you get to make, do some of the votes, some of the movie votes. The Influx vote is up. It's all video game movies this month, so we'll do one of them in March, Ooh. around when Tomb Raider comes out. The original Tomb Raider is one of the options. The other options are the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes! Doom. Oh, that one, guys. And, um, oh god. Mortal Kombat, that was the other one. Uh, so that's the four oh, options. And uh, and of course the overload vote is up. Uh, but me and, me and no. actually it's not. It's not up yet. That's right because you were late no. m- making your choice, so it's not the vote's not it up. It was. Yet. So I thought, I thought you were going to say the new episode is no. up. That that went up. Oh, it is, yeah, it is. Uh, that went yeah. public this week, yeah. So that's uh, the big sick. It was the last one we did. Uh, we talked about that. Oh. Uh, and it's a very positive review. So go check out that. Uh, nice. But that that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. And we always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And, I mean, who knows when we'll see you next, because Netflix might just shadow yeah. drop another movie on us, and we'll have to do that quickly. Yeah. But This was like a, a vintage Randy Orton RKO, just out of nowhere. Matt with the wrestling references, always. All right, that is us, guys. Thanks very much for watching. Keep watching movies, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>